0: I am the worship pastor here at Church of the Highlands. And let me just say right off the bat, it is a huge honor to have you here and to be able to host you, just like what Pastor Chris said from the stage this morning. It's just amazing. We get to, we're pinching ourselves that we even get to be here. And let me also say that you all are my heroes. I mean, you guys rock because you are, you're holding the banner, you're holding even the weight, maybe the pressure, Of leading God's people into the throne room and that is a huge thing and so let me just say on behalf of the body of Christ because sometimes you need to hear it sometimes you need to hear that you don't need to hear about what who likes the song or doesn't like the song you need to hear that you are incredible I'm so grateful that I get to be counted as one of you that we get to lead God's people into the presence of God every week, you know? Can we just take a minute and just celebrate what we're doing and really praise God for the opportunity that he's given us? Thank you, Lord. So, hey, so what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce this incredible panel behind me, and we're going to talk nuts and bolts here. So we're gonna, I've got some prepared questions that I'm going to ask this panel. And then, um, and then we're going to open it up for some open Q and A at the end. So what I would encourage you to do is go ahead and write down the question or the the um, you know what something that you might be curious about. We're going to try to keep it uh, really disciplined to nuts and bolts. Okay, so so there's another app session tomorrow that I highly encourage you attending. It's called uh, I think it's called uh, choosing or creating the sound of your church. That one is going to focus more on on songwriting, on creative elements. We're focused here on how do we get a team to show up on Sunday morning for sound check at time, on time. Can I get in Can I? <laughs> hey, we were, oh wow. We were, um, we were watching the seven on seven session and I was like, I'm going to add that into the worship set tonight. <laughs> okay, cool. Hey, so write down your questions, and we're going to get started. I'm going to start by introducing our panel. Here on all the way to my right, we have Steven Robertson, who's one of the worship pastors at Christ Fellowship in West Palm Beach, but really, they're all over South Florida. He's here with us. He's going to be leading worship on the stage uh, tonight, or is it tomorrow? Tonight. Tonight and tomorrow morning, so we're so excited that he's here. Um, and Multi-Site Church, Christ Fellowship is amazing. Um, we've been, I've been watching them for a long time, so it's great to see him here, and he's going to tell you more about his role in just a minute. Next to him is the incomparable Elton Veals, junior. That's right. Don't forget the junior. That's right. Elton is the worship pastor at Sozo Church. It's a brand new church plant in like right in the heart of San Francisco. I'm telling you, they're bringing the gospel to probably one of the darkest cities. I mean, honestly, in the, in the nation and maybe in the world. And it, they're just shining bright. He's leading worship in that, uh, in, that, in that whole environment and is building an incredible team in the midst of it. The six months old, right, ish, something like that. Yeah, I play the piano. I don't do math. So, okay. Yeah, same. Um, To my left is Nicole McLean. Nicole Nicole is one of our worship pastors here at Church of the Highlands. And she is um, just... Uh, a, a gift from God for our church and, um, and just an amazing worship leader and she really helps uh, our team uh, along with some of the other key leaders uh, look after the, the ladies on our team deals with a lot of that whole side of the thing And so she's got some great perspective we'll hear from her next to her is one of my all time favorites everybody the brother can sing and I'm just telling you I want pipes I want to rip his vocal pipes out of his throat and put them in mine so Daniel Gonzalez is the worship pastor at Celebration Church in Austin, Texas, an amazing church, um, and they and um, and he's got his whole team here on the front row so he can teach them how to do how to do worship better. Okay. Last but certainly not, not least is somebody who means who really means the world to me, and I don't know where we would be as Highlands Worship without uh, Pastor Justin Bradshaw. Yeah. Justin is, is one of our uh, worship pastors here, and he looks after our onboarding process. So from the point of, hey, I wanna, I wanna be a part of the worship team, I think I can sing, all the way to uh, serving, like in the case of Nicole, in the case of, you know, where she's actually on stage at an art conference. And so he oversees that whole process, that's the team, okay? Y'all give him a quick hand. Okay. So our heart for this is just to be real practical, and let me just say, you know, in answering the question, how do you build your worship team? Um, there's, you're going to get a lot of different answers. Let me just give you the, the bottom line, is that you can never stop, never stop building your team. So many times as worship, uh, as worship leaders, in fact, I was joking around with Elton earlier. I'm so OCD, I'm CDO. Have you ever heard that saying? Like I'm, I'm so, I kind of have a perfectionist um, I have a problem with that, and I'm okay. You know, my name's John. Yes, (laughs) and so, so, and I, I bet you that there's a lot of you that are the same way. You have high standards. You know what you want your church to sound like. You know what you want your worship team to look like. What it's gonna, what, what, all the people that you want. But, but, um, and it's easy to actually get to that point, and then just try to keep it there. So the bottom line, I think you'll hear from the heart of all of these incredible leaders, is that we have to keep, we have to keep growing. We can't stop because you don't want to get to the point where someday it's, you've got the same group of people and nothing's changed, right? So, okay, so let's dig into our, um, does anybody have anything to add off the top, Daniel? No? Okay. So let's jump into, um, let's jump into some of these prepared questions. So one of the things that we talk about a lot as worship leaders is how do we get people from, hey, I I want to sing or I play the piano, how do I get onto the platform we talk a lot about creating a path to the platform. So here's the first question, and we'll just, whoever wants to jump in first, Elton, that's you. Um, what's your process for adding new members to the team? Like, just blanket statement. How do you get, what What do you, what's your approach?
1: Come to Highland and steal all their students. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know for us, like, it's it's looking a little different, for sure. It's, you know, making sure that you're having relationships. Um, my team is comprised of, yes, Highlands graduates and then also um, people that I've mentored. And so um, the one thing I can tell you is, like, invest and not just, you know, um, in the people in your city, but, like, just invest in the people that are in your life because you never know, like, um, what deposits you're going to have you're never going to know what kind of um, whose faith you're going to stir but um, for us our process looks a little, of course um, most of you who's been to grow um, great so you have dream teams and like growth track and all that stuff like that so most people that finish growth track um, the simulation process for us is of course you go into an audition and then we did and I I guess Justin can allude to this a little bit more, but um, we started a development process, which is like six weeks, um, vocals and uh, musicians, and they kind of, we teach classes, basic theory. Um, I love to teach voice, so I do six weeks of voice classes with them, and then after that, it's, you know, the faithfulness test, so come to rehearsal Um, show that you can be on time for that. And you know, like it says in the scripture, if you can be tested with this, excuse me, you can be faithful with the small, you can be um, trusted with the large. And so uh, once we start to see that those people are um, consistent with those things, then they become a part of our sound checks. And then from sound checks, we kind of get them into the, the mix of what a Sunday looks like. And then eventually we start scheduling them for services. But that's changing that's great a little so, bit so
0: okay so let's let 's unpack it i 'm just going to stay with you for a little bit so so a lot of you um, may be in the same spot that Eltonson he 's actually bivocational right yes. so so what what do you do
1: to make money <laughs> so what I do and what I've, <laughs> what i 've done for years is i 'm an oncology nurse and yeah. so you work long shifts. I work very long shifts. Anybody in that same spot? You working (laughs) working the double job? Come on. Uh, So last last Thursday, my schedule was I get up at 6.30 in the morning. I'm on the unit for 7, and I work 12 hours. And then after that, I drive for 30 minutes to get to rehearsals that start at 8.30 and we crush rehearsals from 8.30 to roughly around like 10.30. So it's, it's a 16 hour day. Okay, so, so. Give,
0: us, give us, and you're, you're awesome. And there's so many of us here. So give us like some tips on how you do that. You're, you, you've got a full time job. <laughs> you're teaching six weeks of vocal lessons. Yeah. So how, what are some things that have helped you to do that? Like, because this is all part of
1: building that team. I think it's realized it's learning the art of delegation. Like I'm so blessed to have team members that I um I trust. And one of them is actually here, Kirsten in the back. Like they keep me they keep me in line and like you know, the one thing that I the one thing that God's teaching me and he taught me this like last um last month, it's be confident in the fact that you are completely incapable to do it without Christ. Um and you need to be okay with that. But then also um it's not my sole responsibility to carry the burden. It's my responsibility to have the burden to grow my team, but it's not my sole responsibility to carry it on my own. So know your lane, but then also know how to delegate and allow people to help you. I think as worship pastors and like worship directors, we, we feel like we have to do it all. But we can't, possibly. I literally cannot do it all. Like, you know, planning center and answering all the text messages and, you know, the Zoom, like, you know, Skype sessions that I have to have with my team. I can't do that when I'm starting IVs and I'm like, you know, the call bell is going off and this person has crapped themselves. I don't know if I can say that here. But, yeah, that literally what happens. So it also keeps things into perspective as well, too. And so um, it's so great to have team members that, like, hey they're they're my errands like when my hands are tired and my arms are tired they can lift my hands and say guess what you can't do that but i can and so have surround yourself with good people and trust them that's really great thanks man hey so daniel let's come over to you what is
0: your what's your in two minutes two and a half minutes what's your process for bringing people on the team
2: um you know bringing them on we we kind of follow a similar process we have a um what we call connection points, our growth track process to kind of plug into the church. And really every weekend we're just pushing, pushing that, get into that process, get into that process. And there they're exposed to the the vision and mission of the church, but also opportunities to serve. That's where they would in turn, uh, you know, they can sign up an interest in worship and we'll follow up at that point um, to, to do that and I know we're probably going to talk a little bit more about auditions a little later on and all of that kind of stuff but really uh, uh, the goal from there for us is as soon as we get a name or as soon as we get something we reach out um, for many reasons because they put three different ministries on there and one of the other ministries will snatch them up before yes. we can even reach out yes. so if someone that shows interest um, even even though they may not have the talent that you may find that out later it's always good to just reach out as soon as you can and begin to start a dialogue um, and a conversation But from that we pull them into an audition process and then we pull them into an acclimation process uh, uh, similar to to infuse Um, And that really is kind of their graduation process on onto the platform So when they audition they're not auditioning for the worship team They're auditioning for what we call accelerate. They're auditioning for that and based on their that evaluation They may make it onto the team or or not
0: that's great i'm going to come back to that because i think that's a key that's that's probably the biggest thing that you'll hear from from some of us is that you don't just audition somebody and then put them on the team i've done that and (laughs) we've had some bad experiences you know um and so there's got to be process is what i'm hearing from elton did you hear the six week you know because you're getting to know them you're getting to hear them you know people can put on a good show for an audition you know (laughs) But I think when you build that relationship over time, and that's what that's what you're hearing from Daniel. Stephen, so why don't you tell us about Christ Fellowship's approach to that?
3: How, how do you guys yeah. approach that whole thing? So Christ Fellowship uh, was a small church in South Florida. I've uh, been serving the community for 30 years. And so I came in six years ago to serve this church. So I'm on a platform I did not build. I am serving... Uh, um, uh, a family, a, a generational church, and um, so obviously ministry looks a little different. Um, I'm on a platform that looks like there's no need. A lot of we know a lot of churches that people think we're a need-based ministry, and like, oh, if I don't see a need, I don't need to respond to the need. And, and so we have made a decision, and and now obviously as your church grows, it seems like the doorway is a little smaller, and so we've had to blow open a door in a sense and um well can I first just say I am I'm so thankful for God's anointing that He doesn't see my experience. I'm like looking at this these people and I'm just like so overwhelmed. I'm like, man, this I've gotten I'm like ready to take notes and things like that. I'm just so thankful for God's anointing that he doesn't see necessarily experience or anything like that, that that he is anointing is enough to to grow and, and sustain. So um so yeah, we've had to bust open a doorway and meet people at at the very beginning stages uh, we know that everyone has a next step. And when people come to our church, uh, we, we invite them to their first next step and we meet them there as a worship team to open the doorway to, um, and our elevate process, which is our, um, onboarding process to come in again and audition for this process. And, um, we know in South Florida, no one is from South Florida. So you may have grown up in church, but you've never worshiped like Christ fellowship. Worships. So you've never um, led like Christ's fellowship in this part of South Florida needs you to lead. And so we know that we need time to impart culture. We need time to impart craft and we need time to build relationships because only in relationship can you speak into and come alongside people. And so um, our beginning process to onboard is really those three things, the the culture, the craft, and the community to to really be able to do the journey and uh, be able to see people succeed in ministry because that's what we're all called to do is to equip the saints for ministry. I, I am not just the saint, but I, now it's my job to give people a tool to serve the body of Christ. So elevate kind of is that process. We don't have a time limit. And so, tell us know. those
0: three, they C's, which is easy for oh, Yeah, programmer. sure.
3: So, um, uh, character, uh, culture, because we want it. Um, we, um, Really, it's character, because we start with the heart. We know it's a heart. It's, it's craft and community. So culture, uh, character, craft, uh, community. I guess there's four, really. There's four.
0: Did you guys get that? Four scenes? I need that to remember those. That's that's so good. In any order you want, really. Yeah. Okay, so it seems like every church here on this stage at least has some sort of processes
3: going on. Uh, Justin, why don't you tell us a little bit Well, can I just add yeah. real quick... Um, Another thing is, um, we, we make sure that every leader on our team that exists, um, we've kind of set up that they are advocates for their ministry, for this ministry that, you know, someone that needs to be a part of this family. And so, um... You know, the best advocate that we have in scripture is in first John and it's Jesus and it's basically him tapping us on the shoulder and saying, like, hey, they belong to me. And so we we've equipped people to say, Hey, you need to go find that person that belongs to you that you can vouch for, that you can then come alongside as well to get them into this ministry and get them into this. So everyone know somebody else knows somebody else that needs to get in. Everybody,
0: every musician who has a friend who's probably a musician. Absolutely. And it's and, it, and so so it's there's nothing really creative about it. It's just straight up, it's straight up recruiting. <laughs> Feed, them. Feed them. Hey, them. food always helps. It always helps. It does. That's so good. Hey, well, Jess, why don't you jump in just on kind of what we do around here? It sounds very similar to what everybody else is doing. We all stole- okay.
4: <laughs> so. so yeah, I mean. You, you really got to hear um, what we do. It really is. I mean, it's it's what what these two guys just said. But the heart behind it is, you know, like they were saying as well. I mean, it's when you think of auditions, you think about bringing somebody in that's they're stage ready, right? And and you're looking at your auditions, and and if you're like me, you look at them and you're already ruling them out because it's like now they're not ready, or yeah, they're going to be a star. You know, they, it very it feels like American Idol, you know, and um. Or the voice, whichever is cooler now. I'm not really sure, but, but what we, you know, really what we do, really what we do on the, in that moment is we're watching the audition process, and this is jumping a little bit into the audition. Instead of looking at someone ready to go, we're just looking, is this person developable? Right. Yeah. Like where we're wanting them to go on this journey. And the heart behind that, that does a lot of good for them, number one, because If you're like me i will judge you on day one because i just i still got issues i'm dealing with and so it it keeps me as a leader accountable to let somebody get into a process where they have a fighting chance to actually get onto the team and start developing some culture have you ever had the person on your team initially you think i can't stand this person honestly but then they're in your process a lot of you guys in here we've had many phone calls and now you've had them in your process, maybe a month or two, and you just come one day and you think, I can't imagine this person not being on my team. And I think that's what's really happening. It's the relationship that's taking place. And the byproduct of that is you end up having a lot of depth that's coming your way. So really the heart behind what we're doing is giving people a fighting chance to actually get to come and contribute to the level uh, that we're trying to continue to grow to. And that's why even as we talk, it's different out here because some of you guys are right here and some of you are right here, but you're growing. We're all on these different planes. And you have to take each person accordingly and say, I know where we're at now. Are they developable? And can I help them? Put, put it on you. Can I help them get to this next place? And as long as they don't plateau, they could take snail's pace, Right. Or they could go shoot right through it, and it doesn't have to have a timetable. And that's what we do. We bring somebody into our process. We let them take their time. Yeah. And our goal is on day one, we bring them in and we say, before they come in audition, we say, uh, what's a secondary area you could see yourself serving in? And really, I'll say it to you like we say it to them. Hey, guys, when you come in audition, uh, if you would, you're going to be interviewed in just a little while. Would you list a secondary area that you could see yourself serving in at Church of the Highlands? And here's why. Because if you're called to Church of the Highlands, it's because you're called to the Dream Team. That's our volunteer base. You're not called to Highlands Worship. We're just one of so many areas that you can actually begin serving in. And so if you're hearing the sound of my voice right now, add that area because it's our heart not to build up this empire, but we want to empower and strengthen our church. And what happens is it, it you know, and that's a whole other discussion later, but we're making sure that if we either build them onto our team, that's a wonderful thing through our process Infuse, If not, and they plateau, we don't just throw them to the side, which is my tendency, by the way, if they're not going to, you know, I'm focused on worship world, right? it helps me get pastoral to the church body that's good. and helps us get them placed where we didn't just not grow as a worship team we actually grew as a church body that's right that day and that's the heart of it
0: that's really good okay so we heard the heart everybody seems like they're doing something very similar so let's get some let's get real practical on this nicole i'm going to come to you next so what it so we 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 kind of stated everybody needs to have a process what does a development process look like like give us bullet points, bullet points. like okay. yes Like, real practical.
5: Real practical. Okay. So, step one. Um, So, yeah. So, from the audition, um, we have an orientation, and that's really kind of where they get acclimated to what's going on. So, there's a band side, there's a vocal side, and they kind of basically lay out like, hey, this is what it's going to look like. You're on your own journey. You are, you know, you're not necessarily competing with the person next to you in this process because the truth of the matter is everybody's in for a different time. And there's people that will be in the process for, you know, three months. And there's some that could be in for a year and a half. And so I think even just communicating that, because a lot of people, they have this need to know where they're at in the process. And if somebody's moving faster than them or slower or whatever, sometimes it's just, I think it's human nature to just kind of try and gauge where you're at. Um, and then, so for us, we actually have it split between vocalists and then um, instrumentalists. And so, uh, I think at one at the very beginning, it was all together. And there's all kinds of different levels that you know you can start at. But um, from a very basic level, it could look at it could look like you know your team comes together, the band's there, you've got a couple vocalists, and maybe you're like the only worship director, and you can actually. Um, you can actually do it all at the same time. And so from a very practical standpoint, we have Planning Center. Anybody use Planning Center? Yes? Praise the Lord for Planning Center. <laughs> so we actually, we, we see our development process as like a rehearsal. So we will, we will put, you know, two songs, two to three songs on there. We'll schedule them in advance, so a few days in advance. Um, our rehearsals are on Thursdays, so I think a lot of the times those invites will go out like on a Monday or even earlier than that. And that way it gives the team time to actually practice. And they'll come in knowing, okay, these are the songs that we're, we're going to do. We resource them as much as possible on Planning Center. So, like, where your song is, you can put a chord chart, you can put up vocal parts, you can put up however many resources you want. But that way it sets them up to come in to, you know, have a successful rehearsal. And then the rehearsal time, I think we started off where um, it was like just like an hour long kind of a thing. And so... But I think as we've gone further and as we've added more teams, you know, you can have team one go for the first 45 minutes. Team two can go for the second 45 minutes. But to break it way down for an hour, you know, we'll start off, we'll come in and we'll have a time of prayer, kind of connect a little bit and then go through the songs as if it were like an actual service rehearsal. That way it gets them in the flow and the feel of how we do what we do. And then um, and then there's always we see it as a small group. So there's always going to be that time. We want it to feel like a safe place where, you know, they don't just come in and leave, but that they actually feel like they're a part of a family. And so we always end with a time of prayer. Well, we pray first and then we end with a time of prayer. And like in a small group way, just hey, like how, is everybody doing well? Can we be praying for anything? And I think, you know, that even that, you know, it's It says, perfect love casts out all fear. So even that is so huge where people feel known and where people feel like they have a voice to just be able to connect as well. That's
0: that's so good. So, So, in when we do those songs, we have coaches, right? Talk talk about that process when we're doing those rehearsals.
5: That's right. So as you build your team, um, you know, just, I guess probably from a, like building your developers. So we call them developers, there's connectors, there's all kinds of little terms, but we'll just stick with developer. So I know Pastor Justin can speak on this a little bit, but the the way that I feel like the best way the developers come alongside you is that you know, you're seeing the person who's going to be there th- at first and who's the last one to leave, right? Um, it's the people that are bought into the process. And so that, but honestly, you can have the person who is playing your Sunday. They're a leader because they're actually already up there and they can play the songs and they can lead the songs or whatever. And so um, depending on what your process looks like, they, those are your developers because they're already doing it. Does that make sense? So um, those are the people and, you know, they will go through a song. It could be song one. They'll coach And then we'll do song one into song two to practice that flow, that transition. So how many of y'all know, like, things can just fall apart and transition sometimes? (laughs) So the transition time is really important, flow. So we'll do song one, coach, song one into song two to practice that flow, coach, and then song one, song two, and coach. That's kind of like the breakdown of the actual time. So in the middle, you know, if if it's an acoustic guitarist developer, he's going up during that coaching time one-on-one or, um, you know, if it's, a, if there's two of them, whatever, but they're going and they're giving them actual helpful feedback. Cause sometimes I think it's easy to be like, great, great job. But it's like, if the more detail you can give that person, like, Hey, your tone is great. Or why don't you try strumming in this pattern or whatever? That's going to help them continue to grow.
0: And I think the power of it is simply in that the fact that you take time to spend with people and, and you build that relationship. Let's hear a little bit about that that same process, how you guys approach that. Um, yeah, so, so
2: I, th- I think, you know, probably a lot of you in here uh, maybe are, you know, coming from a church plant that is six months old or older or maybe you're about to, and you're probably thinking, well, I don't have coaches, I don't have this person, I don't have this, how am I supposed to do this big process? The reality is you can do this at, at any level, um, but it involves time, and, and you know, when you think about, you know, coaching people and, and going through that um, you know the reality is it's just gonna take time and it takes extra time not convenient time it's all that time that you really would rather be doing other things it's kind of what it takes to get that off the ground but it pays huge dividends later on uh, because you have other people who can do that so just from a practical standpoint ours is very similar we do it the same night that we do rehearsals um, we actually begin at 5:45. 45 um, call time is 5:30. people make sure they've, they've got their monitors checked all of that kind of stuff but at 5:45, we separate our vocal and our our, uh, instrumentalists as well, and we will have them we give them two songs, they know what they're doing they're typically songs that are already in the set for the weekend, and um and they just start running those in the same process. They run the song. We go up and we coach them individually. This is what you need to work on. Um, This was great, you know, this, wow, you know, this is where you had a challenge three weeks ago, but now you're doing amazing in it. So we just make sure that we are constantly coaching them on those different areas. Um, The important part of that, and whether they're going to be successful or not, is based on whether you communicate well or not. So a lot of times, um, you know, well, m- many people, most people probably sometimes have a hard time critiquing something someone needs to improve on um especially when you're a singer because your voice is a part of you like that is you so to come up to someone and say hey vocally this isn't working um they take it personally that's the reality they do you know but you have to be still okay with bringing that in love and bringing clarity and i'd rather them know um than to go their whole life like these american little contestants and make a fool of themselves or whatever in most cases that's not the case probably by the time but if you are just looking for people. You're looking for talent because you have nobody. You're gonna get some people that, they're gonna be rough around the edges and and hard to work with. So we do that at, at 545, we do 30 minutes ish 30 to 40 minutes separated and then we bring them back again for 30 40 minutes the same process just run the songs um and then we'll coach and we'll run the whole the two songs in its entirety work on the transitions um that kind of flow and then coach and then the last time we we do it by then all of our worship team that's coming for rehearsal has arrived so they do the worship for us and we engage in worship for them so we're lifting hands. We're singing. We're, they're coaching us at that. It's like, hey, right now, now you got it. Yep. So do it. Yeah. And and let's usher in the presence of God. And it's a great opportunity. It, it bonds us. I think it, it brings us closer together. And you can do that at any size. It may only be you and another person. That's right. But that's, that's so okay. Good. Start there, and then it'll, it'll grow. That's,
1: that's and really I'll, I'll speak to that. Like, like he said, probably a lot of you are probably in my situation where you're like, I'm the only person that's doing the coaching. But like... Do the work up front, like and have patience. Because one thing that it, I mean we probably all know is good musicians track good musicians. So you want to start a great culture up front so that more people will want to be a part of it. it's like wow, they like, they pursue excellence. Like I want to be a part of that. Um, but give yourself time to allow those things to, to happen. So
0: okay, great. So hey, let's let's advance the conversation a little bit. We talked a lot about the process. Um, but how, let's let's take a step back from that and give me a snapshot. Um, and Nicole, let's why don't you do it for us? And then each of you guys from your different churches give us a snapshot of the audition, the actual audition, okay? Which is the thing that we all fear the most, right? So why don't you, uh, Stephen? How about you start? I'll um, stop taking notes for a second. And <laughs> just kidding. I'm just I'm totally messing with you. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So what does it look like at yep. Christ Fellowship? I, I want to.
3: Hey, i signed up for auditions. So, th- the crazy thing is, you could have you no. Know, so for us, this this last audition process that we just had, beginning of April, uh, we had about 56 people sign up, but in reality, 12 people showed up, yep. and so the the. Our our engine starts as soon as they sign up. We we want to make it so easy for people to make the effort to come in. Um, so, like you said, the hard work we're we're starting the hard work there. We are going to make sure that they are resourced so well and they have every opportunity to come in with without any fear, so that they can bring the best representation of who they are as and and the gifting that God has given them. Um, so we, we try and open the door there because we, we know in reality that if 56 people come up, that's a great number, but potentially only a couple, a handful of people will, will muster up the courage. And so we, we reach out. We let them know. Thank you for Taking giving taking the courage to sign up and, and so of course we, we have volunteers ready to uh, receive and host them to as they come in the door so that we have like a reception for them we get their information uh, we forecast what is about to, what they're about to step into for a lot of for a lot of the time it's the first time that people are ever hearing click track they're ever hearing um, maybe singing um, in a microphone. Um, coming into different styles, and so we're gonna let you know exactly what you're gonna do, exactly what you're about to hear. Don't be alarmed. Uh, A music director is gonna tell you what you're going into and um, exactly what parts we wanna hear. We actually, um, if any of you use, uh, recording software or anything. We record the harmony parts that we want you to sing. And so you have everything that you need. And, and this starts, you know, a month before the audition. And so we we really want people to be so res- resourced that they have no issues. And so they come into a room, uh, they get on their instrument or a vocal mic. They have a pastor there who's just going to champion them for a little bit, let them know that, hey, you can do this. And here's what's about to happen. Uh, we get a chance to record them uh, the next day. Uh, we have um, a small panel of leaders in our in our church that we trust. We love pastors, um, vocal di- directors that get to sit in front of some of these auditions. We get to watch them and immediately, um, we, who knows, you hate waiting for feedback. If you're getting feedback, you hate waiting for it. Um, we have a deadline to give feedback immediately, um, not only with um, our yeses, but with our noes, which is the harder one, right? And that, that's a hard phone call to make. And yes, it's always a phone call, but it always comes with love and grace. Um, It also comes um, with opportunity um, we have partnered with nearby studios um, that we say hey we we love these people in our church and we have partnered with these studios hey if you want to get better at this this and this this is the person this is the teacher for you we love these people and we love you enough to say hey this is this is where our church is going and we think that if you build up these areas we can let you in because again we're not a music school by any means we we are training culture and craft and what's happening on
1: the platform? I yeah. oh, mean, I want to go be a part of y'all's church. <laughs> <laughs> um, for us, it's like I said, it's a little different. Um, it's one-on-one. Like I know, like, I don't know if there's, you know, anybody in here who's ever has, like sung competitively, meaning that you're auditioning all the time. Um, it's super stressful. So what I try to do is I try to take, diffuse that, you know. Um, it's usually one-on-one um, or with me and one of my um, uh, People from the vocal team if it's a girl and so it's just me piano and them and so i just you know just i want to have conversation like i want to start that relationship um right then and there and so um it's usually a song that we'll probably send it out um usually a week before um and it's a song that i can that displays their vocal ability like i want to hear your low register i want to hear what you can do with your mids and your high i want to hear that in the entire song and so um and then the, like, the decision process, I, I like to give feedback right then and there. Um, and I think that just has to do with my anxiety more than anything. Like, I, I know they're anxious with, like, figuring out, like, what, hey, how did I do? And then also I'm anxious, like, especially if it's a no, it's like, I don't want to have to wait and think about what I'm going to have to tell them. Like, I just want to get it out the way right then and there. And I'm just a cut it, you know, like, I'm just a shoot it to me straight guy anyway. So I want to, you know, do that as well. And so, um, and then afterwards, like, it's, you have to use the, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. Like if there's somebody who I know that they, you know, they have a good voice, but like, they're just like super nervous and they're overcome with like, you know, anxiety. Like I try to be a little bit compassionate with that. It's not, you know, hey, um, go take voice lessons. Yeah, can't talk today. Go take voice lessons or whatever. It's like, Okay maybe god wants me to put a little bit more time in this maybe god wants me to invest in this and so like it may be okay once a month i'm going to meet with you and i'm going to work with you with your voice so it's just it changes drastically but then it's also um you know you just got to roll with the punches for us i know that's good you want to tell our process
5: real quick yes it's pretty similar yes yeah, so <laughs> i'm like yeah well okay <laughs> uh, yeah so step four is where we kind of gather those people that are interested in worship and have a heart to do that and so very similarly we um we reach out to them immediately they come with um having all the resources given to them at step four so um everybody's familiar with the growth track so we, we give them all the resources, they come. Um, we have not split up, so we have vocals in one room, band in another room. The band, we supply them with keys, um, amps, and then a drum set, and then if they play a guitar, whether it's electric or acoustic, they bring that with them. We tell them that at step four. We tell them the same thing. We tell them about click track, all that kind of stuff. We give them all the resources, chord charts. And then vocals, we um, have a separate room where it's just, an a- Ableton, anybody use Ableton? Yes, praise the Lord for Ableton. So we use, we use Ableton, and um, we run the tracks with that, and they have, hello? Oh, wow, that was fun, cool. So we, uh, we have three people that are normally, two to three people in the room. So there's one person that's observing, there's one person that's taking the video. And same thing, we just get back in touch with them as soon as possible. And for vocals, I know that we are looking for pitch, tone, and um, harmony. So that's just three things to think through, because, You know pitch obviously we want people to kind of stay on pitch (laughs) um tone is the blendability and then we do a ton of harmonizing and there's some people who come in that have a great voice that have no idea how to harmonize and so that's a really good point to be like hey okay you know if you if you can't harmonize why don't you take the next couple months we have an open door policy where we normally say go take a few months a lot, a lot of times it's like six months, but go work on that, come back, and we'd love to work with you, but it's all kind of that's discernment great. that's as really well.
0: good that's good okay hey and um I'm going to actually switch because i in interest of time, I want to ask you two guys on the end a very specific question. sometimes we're so busy building our teams that that we um we don't know how to actually remove people from the team that need to be removed if if so i'm I'm looking at the the two pastas pastas ooh is everybody got that one? <laughs> So here's the question. Daniel, I want you to start. I'm taking Um, notes. Yeah, we're going to take notes on this. So how do you handle, here's the question. How do you handle a team member who needs to be removed from the team for any reason? It could be attitude. It could be a moral issue. It could be um, whatever. And then what happens After that, give me,
2: give me your thoughts on that pasta. Sure, sure. So that reverend, (laughs) so that involves, um, and it goes beyond just the worship team. That's really a church thing. Uh, that 's an issue of the body of Christ, and biblically the Bible tells us that we have to address these things so in reality when we 're avoiding it we 're actually disobeying what the Bible says about handling this kind of this kind of uh, business so we have to keep that in mind because that ought to be the motivator that gets us to to speak to a person now i 'm assuming that we 're talking about people that there 's a challenge in their walk, something that it, you know we, we uh, it 's going to have some some cl- Uh, consequence that we have to... So, um, you know, what we have to do is one, for me as a pastor, I'll just be very practical. First, I'm going to figure out what it is, and I'm going to ask some people, and then I'm going to ask them. I don't like to hear Kind of hearsay. I want to make sure I know what's going on because it's a very personal thing. Um, and then uh, more than in, in a lot of in some instances it'll be someone on my team that handles that. If it's a if it's a minor thing or or, or whatever the case may be, um, if the person has been on the team for a long time or maybe has uh, high visibility or whatever the case may be in certain areas, I'm going to address that. But I think the issue or the the um, the important thing is that we communicate. And so my job is to get them in a room and to have the conversation. Now, I'm gonna rewind just a little bit because there is something that that I think is very important for each and every person to do uh, in this room for your teams, is to develop some kind of a handbook um, that has expectations and assumptions of what it is to be on this team and then have your team member sign that handbook. So really, you, you can list anything in there. You can a, a, a social media policy, um, a dating policy, Uh, On our teams, you know, we want to know if one team member is dating another team member, uh, not because we're going to say no, but because if drama ensues, all of a sudden it starts affecting more people. So we just want to be aware of that kind of stuff. Obviously, you know, your personal walk, your testimony, all that. So when a person is saying, I'm going to adhere to this, they are making a promise to us that they're going to follow this. So now when they've broken that promise, we haven't done anything. They've broken a promise that they made. Um, and so now we can, you can have that conversation with them and say, look, I'm really concerned because you promised me that you were going to do this. And now I'm hearing this is going on. Let's talk about it um, and make sure that you get the full story. And after that, it, it, it more than likely, it's going to be removal from the team. Um, we're going to let them know that, you know. You're not going to be singing, you're not going to be playing on the platform anymore, but we're also going to put them in Christian coaching. We're also going to put them in another channel of our church so they can find some uh, restoration and overcome this area in their life. It's, it's. I mean, really, we know that they can find victory. We have had people that have been on our team that have had full-blown affairs, that we were able to walk through restoration and then come back to the team at some point in the future. Now, there's not a hard number for that. We have to really just be led by the people that are surrounding them in accountability. But you have to make sure that you're just not closing the door and shutting them out. They will leave the church, and they will probably leave the big C church as a result of that. So we have to make sure that we are handing them off to someone who can really be accountable for them, help them for, through that walk, and then restore them, hopefully, in the future.
3: That's great. Justin, you want to add to that? In question, yeah. could, I just just because I'd yeah. love for you to throw this in there as well. I mean, obviously, we want to love people beyond their gifting. Um, and it's one thing, if someone gets drunk in public, gets pregnant, whatever. Um, but also, if culture in your church changes, for example, we had a backline vocalist, uh, like a vocal team in the backline, but as church change, culture changes, we're, we're, not, we're gonna get rid of that backline. Authority is easy to give, hard to take away. And you know, how do you coach people through, hey, we're, we're not doing the choir yeah, anymore. How do, you, how, do you, how do you kill the choir? <laughs> yeah, how do you tell the choir that we're not doing...
4: I'm a choir person, so don't hate on me. I love the choir. <laughs> in a sense. That's good. Justin,
3: why don't you jump in on that as well? Yeah.
4: Okay. I was trying to keep up with what you were just saying then.
0: Basically, how do you... How do you? It's not just removing some. He hit it basically from the, yeah. the moral failure type. But you're saying, how do you... Re, re, like, the culture of the church is growing faster
3: than yes. the craft of the people.
0: Yeah. Or you don't want to do the choir anymore. Yeah. Or <laughs> seriously... <laughs> Or, or the, or the, you know, the, you had a string section,
4: you know, and, or the organ or whatever. Yeah. So how would we do that? If we need to talk about the choir, I'm going to in a second, let John allude to that because he had to meet with many, many people a few years ago. Uh, Yeah. By the way, the way that, the way that Daniel talked about that, just the, the whole moral side of that, that was, that was wonderful. There's really nothing more to add to that. The only thing I would add, I guess, would be we try to look for their reaction. It's, you know, when we approach somebody, what's their response? And usually if it's a response of arrogance and they're not really owning up to anything, um, you really can't do anything with that. And they're they're really kind of, they're removing their self in essence. Because you're coming from a heart of, hey, we want to help you walk in the fullness of what God has for you. And to do that, let's make sure that we are running the play that our Lord has so graciously mapped out for us. And um, if they can't agree to that, you really can't even go past that. Like, that's so that's obvious. Okay, but if it is somebody who, uh, yes, they're very sorrowful. And usually that's where you've brought them into a meeting before, and they're literally probably physically shaking because I know why you're about to meet with them. So you can already kind of, you can already tell. Yeah, you can tell if there's truth to it. Uh, We just look for the response. And then just like Daniel said, uh, we will remove them from the platform and put them into a small group and some kind of restoration process. And with us, we have like freedom uh, groups. I don't know if some of you guys have that. It's really like dealing with your yesterday, bringing up some past issues. Um, But also, infuse with us is an amazing restoration process because you're not really... You're under the umbrella of Highlands worship, but we have people who are dealing with all kind of issues, potentially in Infuse. They might not ever touch a stage, but what better person to get access to than someone who's wanting to come up onto your team, and they're giving you so much of a place in their life when they're coming into to Infuse every week, and we get to set up meetings and talk. And I'll give you an example. Um, we had someone on our team who was in our infuse process and they just would not sign the honor code. And here's the part they wouldn't sign. They they would sign, I do not believe, like I don't believe in hell. They just because, you know, in our politically correct society it's tough to say hell, right? It's like, man, God, going to hell. That just doesn't sound very life giving, does it? You know, and but this person had such a big deal with that. And he continued to come to infuse. We would go out after for coffee. And after I had built a certain relationship with him and I really felt comfortable around him, he was really getting to the point, too, where he's ready to play. And that is one of the things that was holding him back. And l- ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> an announcement, <laughs> yeah. So, what, what I ended up doing, everybody left our coffee small group, and I just kind of hung out and I said, Hey, do you have a minute? And, and I just confronted him on it. I said, Listen, I've loved having you a part of this process. On your honor code, yeah. um, you mentioned you wouldn't sign this. I don't know, number one, did you forget? Secondly, did you just don't agree with it? And he explained it to me, and I heard every bit of how he said it. I mean, he was right on. It's like, man, I wouldn't want to believe in a God who just described what he described either. And I just came back to him, and I was like, you know, here's the deal on that. Jesus came to, like, pay this for us. Like, he doesn't want anybody to go. If we're going to hell, we're in essence saying, no, Jesus, I got this. I'm not taking what you're doing. I'm going to go pay it myself. And I just wanted him to hear really the heart behind what what hell is. It's a place where we can go pay for our own sins and not accept the gift of Jesus. And by describing it to him and letting him hear really the love of our God, his eyes just right in front of me, just kind of, that's good. He said, okay, I've I've never heard it like that before. And we talked again and he came back. He said, let me sign that honor code. And that's just an example of even using the infused process or your, I'm sorry, your development process is a way to gain that access to him. You're protecting your stage, but at the same time, you're still raising up people and getting them deeper in their relationship. That's really good. Yeah, that's good. Um,
0: we're gonna we're gonna take those mics and, and we're gonna get some Q and A with you guys. Let me just add one other thing to that. And really, Stephen, to what you were talking about, which I thought was such a great thing, is we've we've got to be looking. we got to be looking down the road yep. yes. in where we're going as a team. Yeah. We can't be looking at the way we've done it. Right. And and actually, things are changing. I heard a statistic somewhere that organizations used to change every um, used to change every ten years with little two-year increments. But now it's, they're changing massively every two years. And I think right. that's happening with our team, too. And so um, and there's, a, there's a blog that I always talk about. It's Hillsong. It's their blog, but it's fantastic. Um, and there was like 25 Confessions of a Worship Team. And the one I always quote, I don't know which number it is. Go, go Google it, and you'll find it. They have this statement that they say, we are a generational team who steps aside to let others through. I that was so good. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm on the on our team. I'm kind of becoming – I've got a lot of gray hair coming in my beard, you know, which I'm kind of proud of. But I've got to learn how to let go of that stuff. So I have to exhibit it first. If, I, if we're going to make a change, like if we're really not going to do the choir – I need to be okay with us not doing the choir first. Share the vision of why we're doing it. And I think that really makes a big difference. Yeah. So, Okay, hey, let's, let's get as many questions as we possibly can. So let me ask you something. Thank you. We got the first one right there. Keep your question as brief as possible, okay? Got it? We get, I know we're all like musicians and we, we like to write, but let's not do that right now. Let's just get to the question. Go for it.
2: What do you do if you've inherited some say vocalists that may not pass through your infuse or your process, audition process, but you didn't get to audition them. <laughs> so it would have been a no for you, but they're already on the team. So what, what do you do with that? Oh my gosh.
3: Well one of the things that we say is the platform is not a destination um, so the platform is is never something that that's that's not our landing point that's not where we want people to stay and um, so along the lines of relationship and coming alongside people i I do invite people back into our development process um, i i I want to pair them up with. Um, the right people, and then if the, I mean, if the conversation, if the honest conversation uh, needs to happen, um, I've only ever, ha- I've only had to do that once at, at my location, um, the, the, because I'm, I'm a I'm a co director of a worship ministry, but I'm also a pastor at my campus, which is kind of significant because anything we make, any like decisions we make at the 10,000 foot level also affects me at the 10 foot level with people. And so, you know, if I give work campus worship pastors something that they have to do and get messy, cause we know that people dealing with people is very messy. And so um, I have to do that, put that on myself as well. And so I'll have to come alongside people. And I mean, ultimately the conversation, we know that people are not their gift, and so we have to remind people that, hey, you are not your gift, yeah. and um, we love you alongside to, enough to come alongside you and help you get into a ministry that is going to help you impact, because ultimately, you're going to be... That's
0: great. Let me just add on. It's beautiful. Let me just say, don't be scared to just be honest with people. Yeah. Say, hey, you know what? We're going to grow this team, and that may mean that you're going to have to give up some spots or some, some services to let others grow. That's good. Fantastic.
2: Just add real quick and figuring out their other gifts, their other passions. I'll give you just a really brief example. We had a lady on our team just she was she was it like back in the 60s. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but now she's not it anymore. Right? right. But you want to talk about one of the most profound, prophetic yes. spiritual leaders right. on, on our team. So we began to talk about, OK, how can you how can you help us? on the team. And when we had this conversation, we removed our choir too, we kind of disbanded that same similar kind of approach. And she was one of the conversations to have um, because that was really going to be her, that was kind of her way out, you know, cause it wasn't going to work in terms of the platform. So my question was, would you be willing when I have challenges in particular, you know, with maybe some struggles that women are having on the team, can I bring them to you? Can you help them? Can you continue to be a part of the team by helping us, you know, counsel women, by helping us encourage women, and and oftentimes, you know, she's in our church. She's our biggest supporter, but we also will give her uh, these women to help kind of walk them through. And so that's been a huge blessing to our team. Not every situation will work out that way, but find some other things that where maybe they can contribute. You don't have to necessarily just sing or just play to be on our team. There's other things that you can do to be a part of that this ministry.
5: And just something real small is that. People are not their gifts, but they do have gifts, you know? And so um, fig- figuring out like, okay, they're a 10 in something. We talk about this a lot. It's like they are a 10 in something, you know? And so that conversation, rather than it being like this ugh, kind of scary conversation, it's actually like, okay, Holy Spirit, what are you going to unlock here in this conversation? And the person, you know, that it could be that one who's connecting with a lot of people. If it actually is maybe, um, you know, a change on the dream team, They might be the most amazing greeter you know you have no idea um but trying to rather than being like oh gosh i'm so scared to have this conversation but really just like okay what are we unlocking because this gift was awesome in this season so what gift is about to unlock in this new season so
1: just to tag on what she's saying like as a like as a worship pastor or director you want to pastor people through those moments everything that they're saying you want to pastor people through those moments and they may not understand or receive you know, the criticism or whatever, but one thing that they will receive is grace. We always say that in our church, extend the grace that one day you hope you will never need. That's so, That's
0: yeah. That's good. Let's go over here. Somebody get Zuriel's attention right here. Okay. And we'll come back to you. Yes, sir.
1: Hi, I'm Ray Ford from Kentucky. Hashtag Big Blue Nation. Uh, uh, I'm a drummer for Living Waters Church in Shelbyville, Kentucky. Uh, you guys mentioned Planning Center. Uh, you know, this is just brief. I just wanted just a little bit more information about that. Uh, we use some certain softwares, but Plan-
0: yeah, uh, planning's all answer to yeah. it. Planning uh, Center is is going to be the most amazing thing you've yes. ever experienced. It's basically uh, everything. You can you can you can upload resources. You can schedule people. You can um, calendar. calendar people. Email, email people. And, I mean, not even I'll, have a
1: conversation with people.
0: You don't even have to talk to them. <laughs> How about this? How about you come up here right afterwards and I'll show you what it looks like. Okay. Does that sound Thanks, good? Sir. Okay. Over here. Where? Oh, cool. okay. Go, yep. Go for it. You got it.
1: Sure. Yep. Cool. My name is Nathan Montgomery. I'm from Rock City Church in Columbus, Ohio. Um, with being a multi-site church, I just have some questions for you guys. Um, how do you rotate your teams or do you rotate your teams through your campuses or are they campus-based worship teams? Yeah. Um,
0: we um we really let the campus be its own team. Okay. So now we do have we do have folks that we send everywhere. Sure. Um uh, you know, inevitably somebody's gonna get sick. So yeah. but we really try to keep the each location have its team. I'm sure that's the way it is yeah. with yeah. Christ Fellowship. Cool. Yep, cool. That's great. Okay, over here, where are we at over here? Yeah,
1: hey. Hi. Um a church plant, two years in, um very small town, Niles, Michigan. And was wondering, uh, do we go with the five to six band, full sound, but you're paying people and their hearts are not in it? Or do we settle on the two-piece band, uh, drummer and vocal, uh, sorry, drummer and piano when um, their hearts are all in it, but it's just a two-piece? And yeah, people are being paid, but their hearts are not in it. They sound amazing, but their hearts are not in it. You gotta go with the vision and the heart of the house. And if those people don't have the vision and the heart of the house, I, I always have to say, like I have to be completely comfortable to know that if it's just me and the keys, that's got that's enough. It's enough because it's not on, it's not on our gift. It's not on our talent, anyways. You want to create and cultivate a space where God's presence can be more um, glorified. So,
3: yeah. There's, there's a, I mean, and.
1: And there are resources
3: to make your sound full, more full. I mean, multi-tracks and people like that. And uh, even uh, what's uh, the loop, loop, loop community? Um, I mean, you can run an entire band from an iPad, you know, essentially. And so that, that's always going to have the heart of your, you know, of your church. So Ableton will always have the heart that you want it to have. So. That's good. Yes, ma'am, right here.
4: Hi, my name is Andrea German. I'm worship pastor at Life Point Church in Baytown, Texas with my husband. And um, I had a question for, um, I think it was Pastor Gonzalez, maybe. Um, You talked about the moral um, failings of team members, and I know that can be hard. And then this gentleman here mentioned, you know, someone gets pregnant or whatever. But sometimes we have members who, you know, getting pregnant or whatever, that's a one-time sin. And we all sin daily. And then you have the one that we don't know that is secretly watching porn for twenty hours a day, <laughs> you know, so how do you make that decision as a pastor who when is it time? Well, your moral failing is needs to puts you in a position where you can't be right. on the team, and this one is still on the team
2: uh, in 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 the case of sin um, you know the Bible teaches us that um, and a lot of people say, like, all sin is the same. It's not really what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches that there, there are some sins, in particular sexual sins, that are different than other sins. They have a different effect because they're done to the body. They're done to oneself. Now, all sin leads to the same destination, leads to death. That's what the Bible says. The wage of sin is death. So we have to make sure that, that we do have an understanding that sin is sin. The reality is the only reason why someone would be sat down on a team wouldn't be just um, that they were having an affair that they, or, I mean, if we found out that there was a pornography issue, we found out that there was an alcoholism issue. We found out that it was a gossip issue. Any of that might lead to them being removed to the team. What it, what it comes down to is, are they repentant? Um, can we navigate that, um, that situation? The reality of someone being pregnant is that, now, there's another person that they have to care for. There's another person that's been brought into this conversation that we have to deal with. That's more of a pastoral issue that we try to navigate with the person. But if a, if a person is uh, habitually leading uh, a life of sin, it's contrary uh, to the Christian faith that they profess. Now, what I'm not saying is if they're struggling in an area. Uh, Every one of us struggles in an area. That's where conversations become important to understand. Where are you? What is this? Well, I know this is wrong, but I keep having a struggle in this. Okay, well, we can work with that. Let's have some conversations. Let's go one-on-one and walk them through the process.
1: You talked about in your developmental process having like a a rehearsal before your actual rehearsal with your developing musicians. Are those all developing musicians or do you bring in some seasoned musicians to kind of bring them along and practice with them?
4: Yeah, so it's a rehearsal before the rehearsal. It's going on with us 5.30 to 7 o'clock and it's around 7.30. The other musicians roll in to rehearse. Um, and then eventually the culture sets in where now with us, when you start it, you are probably the only person developing the development team, right? Eventually, it's the team who's coming into play that weekend. They've bought into the mindset of duplicating their self and replacing their self, which is a wonderful thing if you can get to it. And they come in and start developing the teams. But in essence, it would be like me working with an entire band running around like a chicken with my head cut off, right? And it's like I'm trying to get it done, and it's better than it was but when I have somebody like Daniel come alongside of me, I just have the time right there. And then Nicole joins with me. Now you have some of these top guns knocking this stuff out. But we're also, we're, we're actually training up the very person who's going to replace us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a byproduct of it. And what it does, it builds up this culture of your team that we don't hold on to positions. And then the lady, you know, that you have to have that conversation with, like your question was, you get to uh, create a fresh um, a a fresh vineyard of, you don't have to go through that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, so I love that. And I do want to say something on the front end of that, the question that you had a while ago, how to deal with the current people, um, also on your team. I think one of the best things we can do, and we can all do a better job at this, is just be great communicators and be just consistent, honest, honoring in every bit of our feedback, the good, and the bad, and the vision. One thing about John that I've been able to learn from him so many years of ministry, he always talks about vision, where we're going. So by the time you start to lay out these plans of, hey, we're not going to use music stands anymore, he doesn't, he doesn't just come and tell me that today. Well, that really wouldn't be fair, right? Yeah. But if he gives us a four-month process, and now you pull the music stand and she says, no, I'm not going to do that, you get to come and say, well, whenever you're ready, I would love to have you do this, but we're going to go ahead and no longer schedule you because it's them really removing their self from the team. So it's really more of a heart deal on that that we're, we're dealing Last with. question right here. And then let me just, before you ask it, let
0: me just say, um, we'll, we'll stay out here in the hallway. Okay, there's another session coming in. That's why I have to break. But if you have more questions, I know people, we didn't get to everybody, but we'll all stay as long as possible. Okay, does that sound good? Yeah. Last question.
2: Very quick. How do you coach stage presence without coming across as too performance-oriented or?
5: I mean, it's necessary, but if you go into, like, you know, open your eyes,
2: do that, raise your hand here, you know, then they get nervous. Okay.
5: Um, Just real quick. I think... Yes, a video, if you can get, a, if you can have somebody take a video, self-awareness is everything. So somebody might not even realize that they're doing that with their hand, but when they see it, they're like, oh, okay. Because they're literally the talons, right? Um, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. What? It's getting crazy, okay. I don't know what's going on anymore, but um, exactly. They will feel what we all just felt when they see that in themselves. But, um, but a video is a really easy thing. And then, because a lot of times, we're our, you know, we're our biggest self-critics a lot of times. You won't even have to say anything. But like having a video, playing it back with them, you know, one-on-one, just be like, okay, what do you see? What do you sense here? And then that's actually a way for you to be able to.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I <laughs> I just want to know. Um, we we tell people from the get-go, because again, we, we are we are a church from people from all different types of church. So some people are from Wayne's church, and then some people are from, you know, Reverend Bob's church. And and so we tell people that like even whether they whether they need to whether they need to pull back. Or push forward is actually an act of worship. So, so sometimes me disregarding my preference, like subduing some of my preferences, that's an act of worship. Cool.
1: Also, birds are the fe- same feather flock together. So they're watching you. So as your, right. your leaders, so like they usually do what they've seen done already. And so, and then just reminding people that we don't want to be a distraction. Like we want to make sure that we're glorifying God and not taking them away from that. So...
0: I wish we could talk for another hour, but we gotta we got to move. Would you please thank these incredible panelists? Real quick, real quick, before you leave. Hey, panel, stretch out your hands to these folks. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you for every worship leader, for every team member. God, for every person that's faithfully serving in their church. And in the name of Jesus, I just place a blessing on them. God, I pray that their, the anointing on their life, the anointing on their church would be more... God, that this new songs would come, that new team members would come. God, that they'd meet you every Sunday. We love you. Bless these incredible people in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. amen. We love you guys. We'll be hanging out in the hallway. Let's go ahead and clear it so that we can get ready for the next session. Thank you.